Hey everyone, I'm Mallory Rubin and I am thrilled to tell you that House of R has a new podcast feed. Joanna Robinson and I will now be with you twice a week with more of the deep dives you've come to know and love on the Ringerverse. In addition to exploring all of your favorite nerd culture new releases, we'll have nostalgic revisitations, hype meters, Hall of Fame inductions, tropes courses, drafts, and more. All bad babies are welcome as we dive into Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and beyond. Follow the new House of Our feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Steve, the architect of all the builder and tinkerer of things. We are Jummy, the explainer, dinner on. We've got questions. He's got answers. We are Old Man Van, he of the receding hairline. Resurgent, we got a date. November 20th. Turkey? Turkey November trip? 20th. November 20th. 20th is the date. <laughs> Woo! Zeering Medical. We are. <laughs> Coke baby Chuck the 24 karat closer <laughs> together. We are known as the Midnight Boys. <laughs> um, you gotta follow us. Okay. Uh Insta, Twitter, Facebook, socials. Uh save Jomi's job. Jomi, is there any sort of um update on what's going on over there on socials? I, I heard through the grapevine that uh your boy Elon Musk eliminated the quote tweet. Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, not my boy. Man, let's stop that. Let's dead that right now. Uh in terms of elim- in terms of eliminate, it's definitely hard to find, which is not great for content. So yeah, you know, it's great. It's all fun. I love it. Just smiles all over the place. Great. Mm-hmm. A great time. So you Fantastic. I mean, is it so is the quote tweet around or is it not around? It's around. It's just harder to find. Like on on mobile, like sometimes it won't load. And if you're using it on desktop, you have to like go to like you post engagements. It's just like almost not worth it at this point. Wow. You don't like it. I hate it. Programming. Uh, this Friday, Mint Edition returns with their Gen V premiere thoughts. Gen V is coming out. Mm. Mint Edition's got you covered. That's the Mint Boys with Jess. So let me ask you a question. Since Jess is a shout out to Jessica Clemens, by the way, what a great shout out, talent shout she is. Yep. But since right. she's on there now, shouldn't it be mint people? I don't think I don't think we ever claimed. I mean, sure, yeah, it's mint people. It's mint people. No, say what you're gonna say. You don't think we ever did what? I don't. Think, <laughs> I mean, we never said like, "Hey, it's us, the mint boys." Now that Jess is on the is on the pod, here's the thing, and this is the problem I have when it talk when you're talking about massage noir. Is, is, Yo, it, 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 Yo, can we the, please get to the, 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 just the, the reality of the, the the reality of the situation is we called you guys the mint boys and at no point did either one of you say hey just to let you know it took me the <laughs> oldest and the least woke of everyone right, to yes, let people yes. know that Jessica Clemens oh man boys 
We hate women. Can we get to this episode? All right, all right, we will, we will. Oh the, House of R, the House of R will be giving you their deep dive on Ahsoka. What you could do is you can start the Irishman um, when the podcast begins. <laughs> <laughs> and we it's might a, beat it. We might. It's a deep dive, guys. It's going to take some time. Stop bitching um loki is on the way look out for our instant reactions soon it's coming soon loki is coming soon okay on today's show though we are talking about episode seven of ahsoka dreams and madness i thought that meek mill was about to start um here's the deal we're we're gonna spoil everything everything that has to do with star wars up to this point the prequel trilogy rebels clone wars any of the legend canon books, any of the non, excuse me, any of the Thrawn uh, canon books, any of the Thrawn non-canon books, all the stuff could be spoiled here. Potentially, Steve, run the warning. We're getting ready to talk about Ahsoka. You're listening to a reaction podcast. The spoilers are coming. All right, to begin our reactions, as always, we have to put you in the need to know. The only person who can do that, who's capable of doing that, is Chuck Wagon with the Midnight Manifest. Chuck, take it away. This is your Midnight Manifest for Episode 7 of Ahsoka, Dreams and Madness, directed by Gita Patel, written by Dave Filoni. At the last minute, Hera is saved from being court-martialed by a message from Senator Organa, delivered by C-3PO. Inside the Purgle's mouth, Ahsoka trains with an ant with Anakin Skywalker hologram before arriving in Perdia's orbit. Unfortunately, the Purgles fly straight into an Imperial space minefield. As the space whales fly away to safety, Ahsoka and Huang are ambushed by enemy ships and escape inside of an asteroid belt. On Perdia, Sabine continues to avoid telling Ezra how she got to him, while Balin sends Shin off to fight Ezra and Sabine. Ahsoka uses the Force to locate her former Padawan and narrowly escapes from Thrawn's forces in the process. By the time Ahsoka lands, she intercepts Balin for a short duel. Meanwhile, Ezra and Sabine fight against the Raiders, Night Troopers, and Shin. Eventually, Thrawn recalls his forces. Once it's clear, Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine have the upper hand. Ahsoka lets Shin escape, even though the trio could easily overpower her. And instead of getting mad at Sabine, Ahsoka and Ezra finally just have the emotional reunion we've been waiting so long for and that has been your midnight manifest for episode seven of ahsoka all right instant reactions to dreams and madness chuck wagon starting with you what do we like i'm glad that we live in a world where people can try things uh, oh boy what it what <laughs> I'm really, I'm just glad that people have opportunities to just, to go for it. <laughs> Damn. Charles, what did you <laughs> like about the episode, bro? What did we like? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, I did think it was very, I did think that Ezra not needing a lightsaber and being right. like, the force is with me, bitch, was very cool. Like, I just like, I like that a lot. And that is where it ends. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Mm. So I, unlike my esteemed colleagues, seems like I, I thought there was a lot to like. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. First of all, I hear a change to brown pants, went away. That, that you know, that was working. 
that, that just, <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Whoa, when they did the wide pan out shot, that they, was the Okay, because here's the thing. It's, because it's, you know what happens? <laughs> Seriously, because you, I'm not saying word this podcast. Hold on for a second. Hold on what? for a second. Hold on for a second. Let's listen. Because you know what happens? What happens is we end up taking the criticism for just making observations about things that are clearly in the show. You know what I mean? So like we end up, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not playing that game. You know what I mean? I'm not playing that game with you guys. Something's in the show. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. And we all know the the show is not being subtle anymore about it. Like now, now it's getting on my nerves. Now I'm like, y'all know. Okay. So I was just one episode ahead of you. That's all. I didn't even, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even notice that part. Yeah, whatever. Liar. 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 I'm not even, I'm not even kidding here, Joe. I did not. I did not. But I thought a lot of things worked. Number one, I thought that the show gave us a little depth. Cool cameo. My C-3PO agenda continues. Okay. Um, Don't act like you didn't get a little bit of the feels when you saw 3PO walking. Kangaroo court. It was a fucking kangaroo court. Listen, somebody couldn't be there for uh, understandable reasons. Um, I also thought something else. I thought Thrawn rounded into his character because we got a little bit more of him in this this episode. I thought we got to see and feel Thrawn a little bit more. I know there was some talk here and other places, some of it good natured, some of it actually substantive about how the character was being portrayed. And I really thought in this episode, uh, I felt thrawny. It was thrawny. And the show is doing a great job, in my opinion, and it continued um, in episode seven of balancing the mystery of different people's and different characters' motivations with also uh, some realizations on the show. I think Star Wars works best when there's this grand plan and mission, but there are these little bitty missions that get accomplished almost in every single scene by our heroes, and they use their guile, different powers, and all kinds of stuff. Um, you got some good space fights, some good ground fights, all of it. I thought it was good. A little bit of a breath catcher. Catch your breath just a little bit, I think this show did. And then get us on into the finale. But I loved it. I think Ahsoka is a great show. I'm having a lot of fun. Mint people. Haha, look at that. Uh, what did you guys think? Man, I, I like this week's episode. I, I agree. It was definitely one where we, when we slowed things down. You know, we just we brought people together to set up the, the finale. But I really enjoyed it. I, the Thrawn stuff I liked because, like I was saying last week, you know, at some point they're gonna have to. I like I liked his look or whatever, all that stuff. But at some point they're gonna establish, you know, why he's such a threat. Thought this episode did a pretty good job of showing how, like, you know, calculating and how just you know smart he is and thinking about okay, if she's uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, then here's how we move it. You know what I mean? And just how intelligent and c- cunning he is. Thought that was really good. And yeah, just seeing all the characters reunite and. I think I wish we would have got more of uh, Balin's like motivations, but other than that, I thought it was a pretty solid episode, and I really, I really think like yeah, Soka is trending, trending up, and man, finale is going to be something. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy this as well. I uh, while I am still bumping on the overall look of Thrawn, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really, I'm not really digging how that how that looks. Uh, Joanna Robinson's wig watch is in full effect. Um. I, I really did enjoy uh, Thrawn in his element in this episode. Uh, I think this is actually the thing that 
I would have wanted to see as far as him playing the chessboard and actually seeing how his mind works and what actually is so threatening about him and so uh, interesting about him as a villain. I've really enjoyed uh, Lars Mikkelsen's uh, portrayal with that. That being said, uh, I think at the beginning of this episode, I was kind of like weirded out, at least with the like seemingly uh, court martial scene with Hera because of the fact that like it felt seemingly adjacent to what's going on in the present moment with this episode. I mean, obviously it's going to be, you know, coming up later, hopefully for the, for our finale. Um, but I, t- I kept thinking about like how disappointed I am in Mon Mothma, especially like out of, outside of like her origins seemingly in Andor and then coming out of the New Republic being just like kind of a lame duck senator and just being like, okay, well, Hera, we're just going to court marshal you and go by the procedure. And I'm like, man, Mon Mothma, fall from grace. Let's talk about this for a second. Oh, um, because I thought about this and I did a little deep diving research into war heroes that end up in government. Because this is something that obviously comes from the real world. We know this, right? I mean, Dwight Eisenhower, general, becomes president. Uh, George Washington, Ulysses S. Grant. And when you look at these guys, because there's only been guys to this point, unfortunately, we haven't had the foresight and the good sense to uh, elect a woman into the highest office in the land. Because after this episode, there is a period of adjustment where these people who fought in these uh, huge conflicts to where they had this unilateral authority, at least on the battlefield, had to acquaint themselves with the procedures of government and the limitations of government, particularly if you're like a wartime like person. You have to get used to having government intervention, having government tell you what it is that you can do. And I think this is interesting when you're looking at both Mon Mothma's character and when you're looking at um, Hera's character. Obviously, Mon Mothma had been involved in stuff you know, prior to this, but she essentially became like an insurgent or a, a rebellion leader. She was fighting for them. She was fighting for uh, the rebels. Uh, now that she is in charge, there are probably rules and procedures and different constitutional things that she has to adhere to that she doesn't want to. And she's probably trying to impart that on to Hera. So when I'm looking at all of this stuff, I'm like, yeah, us as the the, the viewing public, we have to feel a certain way and a certain kinship um, to what Hera's doing. But at the same time, she can't just do whatever she wants, right? She like she, she she's gotta make it make sense in some sort of way, which is where Leia and three PO came in. I mean, I get what you're saying, Van. I did bump up against the whole court martial scene because the one guy's like Imperial Remnant. There's none, and I'm just like, all right, wait, guys, come on. Like I've watched, we've watched this. You know, that's why what's his face from Kim's Convenience is like, what about on Mandalore? And they also, wasn't it just like news on Coruscant that a bunch of former Imperials tried to steal a bunch of fucking shit uh, to restart? Clo- like, it's, there is a level of I'm getting like, 
guys, what are we doing here? Mon Mothma is supposed to be way smarter than this. I get it. And the call's kind of coming in from inside the house with that senator being like, all right, we, we know whose side you're on, buddy. You're just doing this whataboutism that everybody else is talking about. Well, what about the the mission that you failed? We're not here to talk about the Empire surgery, which does not exist. Like, yeah, I did really, like that. He's just being a, a dickhead. You know, like, this is what it is. This is like, nah, these are all... Um, isolated incidents, you know, they're not connected, right? And anybody would have a brain and can, like, you know, point it together. You know, it's kind of like real politicians, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't higher learning, you know what I'm saying? We're not hard, out here arguing with Larry Elder. You feel Get me? Out of here. I don't want to talk but, about it. Um, <laughs> it, it uh, is there a possibility that, um, that this guy is some sort of agent? That he's an imperial sympathizer? Because he seems so no. incompetent to the point to where he's not even, he's he's trying to impede her from getting the shit done that she knows that she needs to do. And he doesn't seem to have, at least Mon Mothma understands that there are rules that need to be followed, but that also you probably need to lean on Hera to understand some things about the way stuff was working out there in the wild, wild was to the galaxy that maybe you don't know about. This guy's a fucking dick face. I know, but like, I feel like if anybody should understand that, it's Mon Mothma to be like, man, I was funneling money through like XYZ slush accounts when these senders didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. I was trying to get rid of this empire. Like, yeah, but I, to, to Vance's point, like, she's got to, like, start, she got to lay down the law. You know what I mean? Like, it's a new republic. You got, there's got, there's got their rules. You know what I mean? And to keep this new republic from faltering, obviously, I know it doesn't work. But in this moment, she's like, I got to do what I got to do. You know, to uphold this new republic, which means following the rules. To uphold, you can't be out there to, to like uphold that, the Kangaroo Court to get them exactly back where they were a couple of fucking years ago. Look, mm, man, yeah. I'm not. I also will drugs. say, if I ever get court-martialed, I don't want any of y'all sending C-3PO because I was like, he dog, feel, like why, why he had all this business? He had fucking business, haters. He fucking got mission accomplishment. He, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was you know shaky. By, it by the way, was fucking. I like. I would have. I would have just. I would have preferred R two D two. I think R two D two would have put a little sass. There would have been a little I, less hemming and hawing about that shit. Let me tell you guys know, right man. now. Let me tell you guys right now. The slander has to stop. C three PO is whack. I, well, I, I don't okay. care. You could have you know won a drive. It's fine. He's whack. No, I couldn't. No, coulda. I did. Okay. <laughs> with with C three PO is my is my main character. You know who I'm going. Uh, you know what I'm going as for Halloween this year? C-3PO, baby. I'm going to be a big fucking fat three C-3PO. C-Tidio oh is what God. I'm going to be oh with the titties oh. popping out the top of the thing. I'm, like, I, I'm sick of you guys hating on 3PO. That's a terrible PO, mental image, by 3PO the way. 3PO did his job, came through with, with, with Leia, Gave the fake info, got Hera out of the situation, and you still talk about you wanted R2. Chopper was about to blow the whole place up. Chopper was sounding oh, you know he was, You know he was making a scene there. The senator yo. was mad racist. He's like, yo, fuck these droids. I hate me some and droids. And Chopper was like, hold me back. Somebody hold me back. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, we're, they give us a little bits and pieces of Hera and her backstory. Uh, you know, give a little, giving us little bits and pieces of it. It, it seems like at times, it's shorn in. And I guess that's not entirely fair to say before the finale, because we'll see how the finale uh, wraps that entire thing up. I come, you know, how, how that whole, how her whole thread gets wrapped up. But sometimes it does feel like they're taking a breather with this, their other storytelling um, with what's going on with Hera and the New Republic. 
Anybody or, or am I just thinking that in my head? We have one episode left, y'all. You keep you guys keep being like, this was a breather episode. I'm like, you need a breather <laughs> way earlier than this. This is the pen ultimate episode. Like this hair shit, all that shit. I was just like, dog, what are we doing? I kept checking my fucking TV, be like, yo, get to the good shit. Ezra is fucking here. Why are we fucking in this court martial with C3PO of all fucking people? You know why? You know why, Charles? <laughs> because you're just like everybody else in LA. You, you can't stop writing. There's more people stop? that are writing right now than ever before. You're basically one of these. I'm, I, I want, you know what? They're all the writers have come back and shout out to all of my friends. Oh, shout out for them. Shout out to Got all the writers. Let's go. I want you yeah. to take a strike. Will get away from here. Let them tell their story. All right, I'm, now I'm, I'm running into the ground. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Now I'll 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 cop to something here. I did a little show writing of my own in this episode. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's just true. It's just a fact. Um, you know what? Before we talk about Ezra, I want to ask a bigger question. Because there's somebody we haven't talked about yet. Ahsoka. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be beneficial to do that. Wait, 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 wait. And so I, I want to discuss that. Is this still Ahsoka's show? No. It's not even Ahsoka and friends. It is a lot of game friends left. and Ahsoka. Uh, there's not a lot of game left. Again, we still got the final episode. I think we've seen for a lot of... Think about it, Charles. We've a lot of growth from Ahsoka from episode one to to now. But we right? haven't seen her for two learning. episodes, essentially. Like, she's in this one more than last one. But I am a little worried. I'm like, yo, Ahsoka, where is you? What I'm is still curious doing? about, like, what the growth of Ahsoka the White is exactly. And I because, think that's what the finale, that's what I, the finale is going to show us, right? Like, what's yeah, the difference but, between her and the, you know, in the gray Ahsoka and the, the White was struggling with a geriatric ass old Jedi. Now, Balin, come on, Balin's man, got respect Balin. Like, come on, Balin. Everybody likes Balin here. That's crazy disrespect. Ahsoka, bro. Come though, on, I'm man. like, yo, you're supposed to come back like fucking Super Saiyan, like, yo, let's get busy. And she's struggling with this. First man. of all, first of all, you're not. You, first of all, first of all, first of all, respect, respect Balin. Second of all, she, she mission got accomplished, right? She's like, you know, she was what? like, you're she, not let, f- she had, she had not, Shin dead to rights. And I was just like, y'all just gonna let her run away? What part didn't wanna, of the fucking didn't game kill is Shin. this? See, you you writing this shit, bro? She didn't want to kill Shin. She was she was like, brother. She was like, hey, let's come talk and we can talk. She didn't want to talk. Cool. I'm gonna keep it pushing. I got my own things to do. So you gonna you gonna let her run away though? You don't want to kill a, like a Padawan, bro. Yeah, like that's not really the problem. Like Ahsoka could handle that if she really needed Whoa. to. I mean, you can't take her like weapon away and like. Put some like cuffs on her. Be well, you like, want to nerf her? Like, uh, no, yeah, like, I just don't want her showing up at the end and like fucking dividing the forces. There's only three of y'all. Y'all capping now. The, the, I'm the not capping. Look, the fucking checks have wait, cleared wait. In this I asked. Yes. I asked the question. I do think that we that Ahsoka has kind of been extracted out of her own narrative a little bit. I think that's fair to say. Now, we check back in with Ahsoka and Huyang in this episode, and we get her calling out through the Force to Sabine 
Um, we get her navigating the remains of the Purgle in space. We get a lot of things that are Ahsoka-centric that are cool, but it seems like the more story-heavy elements of this episode, the more story-rich elements of this episode have to do with Thrawn, Sabine, and Ezra. Um, and Would you also say Balin gets a little bit like pushed to the side? Because even I was like, after last episode, I'm like, oh, Balin has some type of plan. What's happening? And in this episode, it kind of seemed like he was just there to but I fight think, with Ahsoka. I think Balin is the wasabi of the show. Like, you don't need very much for it to be effective. But I, think, I don't know what he wants yet, and it, we're, we only have one episode left. But what Balin wants, to me, is a crucial thread in the show that I would expect for them to carry towards the, uh, to, to the end of, uh, of, the, of the show's run. I would expect to learn um, exactly who and what Balin is as close to the end of the show as possible. What I did think that was going to happen in this episode is I thought that Ezra would get a lightsaber and get busy, and they said, fuck that. I know you were mad, Charles. It Man. Strategically, strategically speaking, it did not make a whole lot of sense because I'm like, Sabine's barely did. using that and shit. It did. It, did. it actually kind of did make sense. The more I think about it, because when I was, like, I'll be honest, and when I was watching it, immediately my first thought was, why give him the rock, bro? What are you doing? You know, yeah. like this is it's crunch time. Give it best play the rock. You feel me? Give it to Braun. Give it to Mike. Give it to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But the more I think about it, he's been out of practice for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sabine has, you know, not great with it, but she's probably, she's more in practice than Ezra is. So it kind of does make sense. We saw in, if you look closely, when a circus training, she puts uh, the Anakin file down. You can see, like, she got a couple sabers in the ship. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. hey, you know, hey, just come up, grab one of those. She might be all right. But yeah, I think it's fine that he didn't rock with the saber. He's been out of practice for 10 years. I mean, he might Ezra cut his did hand look off. at Sabine crazy, though, when she's like, yeah, Ahsoka's trading me. He was like, oh, word? How did you, how did you hook that <laughs> up? Nah, nah, he's, he's, nah he, that said, was, he said, he said, he said, why or something <laughs> like that. He, he was like, why? <laughs> he dog. <laughs> and then he was just like trying to be nice about it. Like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, you trade yeah. with me like back yeah. then when I was learning. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Who wins yeah, in a fight? Sense. Ezra without a lightsaber or cheer it from Rogue One? Oh, I have no clue. I don't know what the fuck. We're like, mm. Luther. I mean, Ezra did his thing. No saber <laughs> against Shin. You know what right. I mean? So, like, and and, I and I, here's the thing. I took that as, I took him rejecting the lightsaber twofold. One, he has faith in uh, Sabine that like actually is kind of touching and nice. Second of all, it's more of the fact that like he doesn't need it at that point and she needs it more than him. Well, the only problem with that is that she was armed and he wasn't, right? So that scene, I, not to get into what I thought the scene was, but that scene could still make sense if she's got two blasters and then he's got a lightsaber, right? Because he does commandeer somebody's blaster. He does end up using a weapon in the scene, right? Yeah. He ends up commandeering somebody's blaster later on in the scene and then using it. There has to be some other reason why he doesn't want to take the lightsaber. And I'm interested in that. The fact that he wasn't just like, I don't want it. The fact that he was adamant about it. He said, no, the force is my ally. As if there's a part of the Jedi tradition 
which the lightsaber is almost the greatest symbol of that he's rejected. It was, I, re- I it was really interesting to me. Yeah, Man, I, I didn't think it was that deep. He was just like, I gave it to you. It's yours. Keep it. You know? It, but, but, but you guys are so understand- like, he's like, either he has trained to such an extent where he is like, symbolically to Van's point, he's like, there's something about the saber that either I don't need anymore or I don't want. Like, it was very much a... The last time we saw Ezra, he would have fucking taken the lightsaber. I know, now but that's, like, that was 10 years ago. And but he's, like, you guys understand, she's not asking to, like, give him the lightsaber so that he can have it for the purposes of the fight. We've seen people pick up other people's lightsabers and fight with them before, right? It's It's not like hey, I want to give this back to you. She said, she's got two guns. She's like, hey, here, do your thing. He's like, no, I gave it to you. And, and, and then when she says, you know, no weapon, he goes, the force is my ally. So in the force is my, the, the force is every Jedi's ally. And then they also have the fucking lightsaber too. So well, if, you, if you think about it, he's spent more time without a lightsaber than with a lightsaber. So he's probably used to not having that weapon. So when she's like, I'm like, bro, I don't need that. I've, I've gone past that. It's been ten years. I don't need that. I've been using it without the. F- I've been using. I've been used. I've been without a lightsaber for how long? I don't need that. I see. I see how you just came around to how we, what we how we were looking at it. Because what we said is there's more to it than just saying, "Hey, I don't want to." See how you just no. came around. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. He didn't even. He didn't even use it against Shin. That was when. That was the point where I was like, I think he either thinks he's better without it, or he thinks that like there is something about the lightsaber that he does not need anymore or does not necessarily connect to his newfound system, I think he will probably get a lightsaber by the end absolutely, of this. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think Hugh Yang builds him one uh, on the ship? Maybe. They got, Maybe they they got, on the they got Ahsoka some... got an extra. She's like, here. Yeah, I yeah, Ahsoka go, give I him one? Yeah. Well, you can take, take a crystal out of Ahsoka. It, it was also, I will say... I was a little disappointed in Ahsoka because she was letting like Coach Anakin like really psych her up and shit. And when she went out there, I'm like, you're not really getting busy like Anakin. I thought I thought that was a little unnecessary personally. I'm like, we, not to say that like we always I always love to see Hayden. Would lo- like happy to do that, but I'm like, okay, she doesn't need to psych herself up. More that one this. was a little bit weird. I, that part was a little. I was like, eh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the entire. Anakin episode was psyching you up for the rest of your whole adventure and Hold life. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. That. Real quick. Somebody call me. Somebody call me. Hold on. Okay. Oh. Okay, cool. Oh, that was that was Hayden Christensen. He said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so you trying to stop his checks for what? That is correct. He said I, that yeah. was he said that was easy money. He only had to he only had to shoot for like whatever. You trying to stop his checks for what? He, he's, he's, waiting for, he's waiting for them to do a Vader series. He doesn't think they're going to do it. He, he, <laughs> he's, he's happy. Stop hating on this man. I'm not hating on him. <laughs> I love Aiden Christensen. I was just saying she did not heed young Anakin's advice. Right. I don't know, man. I didn't mind it. You know, it in my head, I'm thinking it's like, uh, I don't know if y'all seen that Tug Dog. Ricky, when I catch you, Ricky. Ricky, when, when I, I catch, catch you, Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky, when I, she was just getting, she was getting, you know, psyched up. She's like, all right. We're just planning. We're gonna have to fight some some baddies. You know what I mean? Let's get it. Lock in, Anakin, bro. I need you. I need your wise your wise he- he- hearings, bro. Just spit to me real quick. You yeah, know? but she's kept that hollow since the Clone Wars. Like she's she just runs that tape. That's like Michael Phelps getting psyched up for a race I don't, every time. I, and again, I don't think she's run that tape because remember 
her uh, master was Darth Vader. And when you find that out, it's kind of hard to reconcile your past. It wasn't until she goes to the world between worlds and it's like, oh, you know, maybe it's not so bad after all that she's able to go back to the tapes and be like, okay, I can do this. Let's lock. Let's finish the chain. Let's lock in. Whoa, whoa. Jordan is still Jordan. The tapes would have been fine. Like, you can still look at the game tapes and be like, that's Anakin Skywalker. Just because he's Darth Vader, I'm like, the techniques are still the techniques, if we're being real. Um, I want all of you guys to grade Sabine's um, performance in terms of getting Ezra up to speed on everything that's going on. Okay, all right. This is where I'm like, (laughs) okay, Sabine, you are really being selective with some of the shit you are telling Ezra. Y'all don't want to hear my opinion because I'm going to derail this whole shit. No, go for it. I want to hear from everybody. What the fuck are we doing with this show now? The whole, like, catching Ezra up to speed from her denying for two episodes to where we end up where Ahsoka looks at her and at one point I was like, is this black woman about to slap Sabine? And then she's just like, who cares? Ezra, let's reunite. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because, like, let's remember, last episode, when Huang wanted to say all the fucking dumb-ass bedtime stories, she was like, I'm going to kill her, essentially. Like, that was the subtext of that scene. Like, Sabine fucked up. Wait, the subtext of the scene was Ahsoka was going to kill Sabine? Not kill, but she was just like, she fucked up. I do not like agree give her with her. Like, give her a talking to. I'm going to give her a talking to. Like, for Sabine to get off scot-free, I was like, what are we doing? I don't think she got off scot-free. There, you... Whoa, 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 it, whoa, whoa. It, Please explain this. There's still one more episode left, Charles. Okay, now, if the episode, episode eight airs, they don't talk about it, then yeah, she got off scot-free. We had the discussion. There's still time left. She can still get chewed out, right? Because Ahsoka <laughs> at some point is going to be like, hey... How did I get here? I had to come through a well's mouth because uh, Sabine. She had to come through the bad guys. Joby, where, Joby? Whoa, buddy! We got our hashtag tonight. Joby, where did she have to go? Jesus Christ, Jones Skittles, bro! I know it's late, but clean up your fucking potty mouth over there. Jesus Christ! God damn, Sabine. <laughs> and her talent for horseshit is unrivaled. I've never seen anything like it. She's a special talent. She's a special talent when it comes to bullshit. Like, oh, so how did you get here? And it's like, ah, don't worry about it, man. So Ahsoka started like just completely ignoring the question. Just like leave, like not telling the complete truth. It's honest. We got to give her some credit. Like that's that's real talent right there. You don't. Most people would be like, "Hey, you're kind of you're kind of dodging the real question." Like, she how didn't are you even hesitate home? either. She didn't feel bad about the like. Well, it's like, how did you get here? Eh, it's complicated. Ezra got to stop. Like he is an enabler. Where if I've been trapped out there for a fucking decade, I'm like, "Hey, yo, like." How are we getting fucking home? Please, now. Also, well, I don't know. I think it's kind of like don't lick a gift horse in the mouth. You know what I mean? Where like, oh, cool. You come to rescue me. I don't really care how you got here. Let's, let's, just, let's get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, this point, you don't really care how she got here. She's just worried about how he's going to get out. 
And that's the problem to where she's not answering his questions yeah. about that at all. Like that's she kind of owes it to him yes. to be like, hey, the reason that I'm back here might be the opposite reason why you got here. You like, guys yeah. ever like realize how much Jomi talks about the mouth? It's a lot. <laughs> Jomi the mouth man. That's his new nickname. <laughs> yeah. Jomi the mouth. Jomi the mouth man at dinner on. Oh, um, man. So I will say this. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I think a lot of things can be true at the same time. We will probably see um, a little bit more of an interrogation of, of Ahsoka's feelings towards Sabine in the last episode. It's probably going to happen. Um, I'm sure that's a thread that'll be pulled on. At the same time, like, left me for dead. <laughs> Come on, bro. I wouldn't say left for assume she didn't didn't even claim it. She was like, I thought you were dead. I'm like, yo, you saw me fall. What are you talking about, Sabine? Right. Never never trust a fall in Star Wars. True, true. I mean, to be honest with you, not quite left for dead, but just the entire thing probably would have had to have a mini conversation. Yeah. A mini one. However, I will say this. There is something else to be said about the scene. Ezra is there, and Ahsoka is obviously filled with joy that she gets to see him. So there's a possibility. You guys have all been there, like, with your parents. Your parents told maybe maybe you haven't, because you guys probably never caught spankings. You guys probably didn't get spanked. I got what are I got you my talking about? Okay, so I did. And so I remember one time we went to Venice Beach, and I started throwing sand on this lady for some reason. I don't know why. Like this what lady, was the, wait, what was the race of this lady? She's white. And so, the, it, it, and so the, 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 why, why, why even ask? Why? So, I just wanted to know. It changes so, the dynamic of the story. Continue. So let me tell you what Does happened. It? Let me tell you what happened. And I don't know why this, I don't know why I did this. So I was messing with sand and I, I hate sand. accidentally threw some sand on a lady because I was throwing the sand. She was in front of us. We were watching like a show on Venice Beach. I accidentally threw some sand on the lady and she didn't realize it. And so for some reason, I was like, damn, she can't feel that sand on the back of her leg. <laughs> and so I started picking up more sand and throwing it on the back of her legs as she was watching the comedy show <laughs> on Venice Beach. And I don't know why. But I was just doing it until she realized. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna throw this sand. So she realized she get hit with sand. Who is she not to realize she's getting hit with this sand? And I remember what? she turned around and looked at me, and I and I cra- kind of cracked a smile, like ah, she finally realized what the sand was was going on. And then I looked to my left, and my father was looking at me like he was watching. He had been watching me throw sand <laughs> on this lady. Mm. And so we're driving home, and my dad is like, Crystal. I'm telling you, something is wrong with that boy. I keep <laughs> trying to tell you. I watched this boy throw sand on a woman for at least two minutes. Something is wrong with this boy. We need to have him looked at. And the whole time, my dad's just looking at things like, man, when we get home, I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass. And so the whole ride home, I'm thinking, I'm going to get my ass whooped. We get home, and my uncle's there. We didn't expect him to be home from let's say, a vacation. That he... <laughs> oh, a federal vacation? We didn't expect him to be home from, let's say, a vacation that he was on. And so when we got there, he saw his brother, and it was like, oh, my God, right? And he was so happy 
that he had seen my unk that he kind of forgot about the sand <laughs> situation. And that could be the same thing that was going on to bring it full circle with Sabine and Ezra and them. Could have possibly, I'm so happy to see Ezra that I'm not as mad at Sabine as I might be. Could be like me throwing sand. She looked, she looked genuinely overjoyed to see yes. him. Yes. It yes. was a but very also, touching scene. Guys, it would also be mutually assured destruction because while Ahsoka could be like Sabine left me for dead, Sabine can turn around and be like, hey, she wanted to fucking leave you out here. Let me tell oh, you. That is true. You know what I'm saying? So Ahsoka was probably like, you know what? Let's just call bygones be bygones. I'm really happy to see you, Ezra. Let's not get into how I was basically going to let you die out here for all of eternity. All that stuff will see the light of day. They'll eventually have to hash all that out. What we'll see. see how Ezra reacts to that. I do want to say something. I just want to ask you guys and the audience, just can I have some latitude to be toxic? Just real quick. Just a little bit. No, of course. That's okay. what the show's no, all about. I don't get latitude. No. I, I want some like, okay, well then I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. There was one really funny part, like of the show, and I know it wasn't that. It just looked funny with all the tension that's been in the air between Sabine and Ezra. So when they're riding on the little naughty craft, um, it starts off, and Ezra's riding on the craft, and all of a sudden Sabine comes up from underneath. Oh, and for. What the? <laughs> you've got, you've got to be. You're not serious. What is wrong? Wait a minute. You're not for real. For, wait a minute. Yeah, you're not, and I just know. And this, and this is sometimes when I wonder if the Disney people are like <laughs> fucking with us because I'm watching that and I'm like, no fucking way, right? Like, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that's not. I'm sorry. Wait a I guarantee you, nobody else on this call wait, thought wait, that. I did but not you know, even ever. think about this for no, one second. Not no, no, I was like, for a split second, I was like, I did not did, think did I, Ezra was getting the sloppy top yet. I was like, for a split second, I was like, stop this. Did I miss something? Okay, they're, they're just friends. Okay, it's fine. We're shipping everybody. You're but like I can't a sister say. to me, clearly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Thrawn, Morgan, Elsbeth. A key component of Thrawn's character is his tactical military mind, his analytical mind, a blue Sherlock Holmes with red eyes, who is the Grand Admiral of the goddamn Empire. Did this episode do enough to establish Thrawn's analytical military mind are we to the point to where Thrawn is that scheming, uh, planning, ridiculously formidable uh, military foe? Did we get that enough in this episode? Did you guys feel that from Thrawn here with all the different stuff that he was doing? They gave him even a little digital chessboard for him to look at. And with all the force, it was a lot of different ways that Thrawn was making decisions here. You could tell that they were trying to get him there and that that was a big part of this episode. Did, it, did, did, did they get there with the character? I thought they did. Like I mentioned in the beginning, Thrawn is somebody with a lot, like a lot of smart, very, you know, got a lot of machinations going on. So 
when it's time for him to get busy, put down work, you know, we're, we're really excited to see it. And so I thought this episode a really good job of showing the throne that we saw, we've seen in Rebels, right? Where he's just like one step ahead, always locked in. Even if it seems like, oh, he's lost. He's like, nope, I got it. You know, Ahsoka, her most precious resource was time and she's lost it. Mm-hmm. We're almost out of here. We're about to we're about to head out to the new uh to back to the old galaxy with them training here. Like that's 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 the plan, right? That's always been the plan. And so if that works, then if is they're stranded, if they're dead, doesn't really matter to Thrawn, right? And so I thought this episode did a really great job of for the people seeing Thrawn for the first time. That's what he does. He's just like always one two steps ahead of the opposition. I would agree. I I I really <laughs> like the idea. <laughs> What? I would agree. Steve, are you are you hemming and hawing here? No, like, I'm not hemming and hawing. I think it's uh, no, but I I I agree, I agree to a degree. Um, I think it can only be so exciting when we kind of know that uh, Thrawn will be getting out of here eventually, and like, but ultimately suffering uh, an L later. Uh, I, I I I've liked to see his strategy. I've liked to see his mind at work. I've liked seeing him think about how he can sort of like lead the the fish on the reel a bit. That is like when he was pursuing Ahsoka through that debris field and he's like, don't like push her too far. Let her make her own choices as to how she gets out because it will eventually be us that pushes her away from us. And I, and I loved that thinking. That's the type of thinking that like is actually kind of exciting to think of how Thrawn can operate as a villain. I think what ultimately is going to prove to him being like the villain that we like to see um, is kind of utterly decimating a foe of his or somebody that would oppose him. We've seen that happen in Rebels. We've seen that happen to people with far greater stakes on their hands. I think for now, it has to just be like, okay, we have to just be able to bamboozle the people that are seemingly two steps behind us just to get out of here. So I think once we see Thrawn in like an actual like militaristic like these ships versus these ships, like that will be interesting. But I think for now, pretty good. Charles, you don't think so? I mean, I think aesthetically, the show the show did a very good job of trying to convince us that Thrawn is a tactical genius. But there were various points in this episode where I was like. The plot, either the plot armor is thick on our heroes, which obviously it always is, because some of the stuff that Thrawn is doing, I was like, I'm no tactical genius myself, but what the fuck is happening? Because one moment in the episode, he would be like, we need to save all of our supplies. Don't worry. And then at another point, he was just like, yeah, you know what? A bunch of our night troopers and everybody got killed. Let's just, who cares? Let's just bring them back. It's cool. And I was like, what are we doing here? It, it, there were just multiple points in the episode. Where, How many times are you going to say, what are we doing? I, I, I asked that for 40 <laughs> minutes. By the time C-3PO showed up to the time Ahsoka was hugging Ezra, I was like, yo, guys, <laughs> what's going on? We only got one episode. So... I think Thrawn aesthetically looked more like Thrawn. They gave him more to do. He had his little chessboard. But just in terms of strategically, he sent two ships after these people. Why couldn't he just kill them? Why didn't he kill the 
the two Jedi and the 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 Jedi in training? Why didn't he just murder those guys? I mean, it's a ship. So, like, you couldn't have gotten only one of them at had fucking lightsaber at that point before even Ahsoka is there. So I was like, it's just, they want Thrawn to be imposing, but I knew that there was another episode of this. And obviously to Steve's point, Thrawn is going to get out of here. So I do want to say for the writers involved, I get that it's, it is hard to write a character that can make our heroes feel imperiled when we know that they are going to show up in this crossover movie. So there were just multiple points where it just felt like we were circling the drain. And then when Thrawn's plan didn't work, he would turn around and be like, ha ha, that's what I planned all along. We're all doing this other thing. And it just felt very much like it's, a cartoon. So what I'll say is, you know, he did talk a little bit about how unpredictable and, and danger, dangerous Ahsoka is because she was Anakin's Padawan. So maybe he had an extra degree of trepidation in dealing with her. So there was some stuff that uh, that kind of was laid out there as the reason why he didn't go in guns blazing. But let me say something else about the character. It's harder to do a character like Thrawn because he's not a maniac. Maniac. I don't know if I've ever told you about my pal Jason Isaacs. Um, actor in The Patriot. I think I've told this story before. I was talking to Jason Isaacs one time about the movie The Patriot and why he was such a good villain. He said, well, the first time you see me, I kill a child. It's like I kill a child in cold blood in front of his father. That's easy. The rest of the time you see me on the screen, you're going to snarl at me because the things I've done are so horrible, right? See the Empire, blow up Alderaan, Darth Vader, force choke people, for not following closely enough or losing the Millennium Falcon. Hey, this guy's a bad guy. It's not Thrawn's style. So because that's not his style, you have to do a little bit more with the pin to build up why he's so scary. And that's a challenge. You know, that's a challenge. That's not an easy thing to do. It's almost easier in book form because you're reading it and you're imagining it and you're back with some of these characters, you whatever, whatever. But in this, you know, it would be so easy if Thrawn just fucking killed Shin or had somebody blow or, or if Morgan walked up to Thrawn and he took out a dagger and stabbed her in the throat. Yeah, thank you. You've gotten me here now. The Night Sisters, we don't need you anymore. You're dead. All right. That, 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 would, be, that would be easy. But they got a little bit more to do with him in that respect. Um, and I thought that they did a good job of reinforcing to the audience that already knows Thrawn what he's into. What I'm wondering is people that might not be so familiar with him, how they're viewing the character right now in terms of him being the big bad. And I think that's a fair thing to ask. You know what I'm saying? Is this also a thing of like, this is a weird place to put a character like Thrawn where I think Thrawn does the best when he has enough chips and he's planning months and years ahead where we have the problem of I'm still wondering, wait, why didn't he get Ezra for 10 years? Like what was happening there? What happened with the night troopers? And because that's probably just not going to get answered that much because of the momentum of the show, I think you're just getting an, you're getting a Thrawn that is hard, harder to shine because he's on the back foot. He's, disappeared, he's haggard when 
Thrawn to me works the best when it's like, oh, he's he's this shadow coming out of nowhere and he can use his chips better than anybody else in the Empire. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, there is a tremendous amount of fear in the face of Mon Mothma when the prospect of Thrawn returning becomes real, right? And so when you see that and everybody's talking about it, you got to pay it off. Even the night troopers in this, they're essentially regular stormtroopers, okay? They were getting that ass blasted up. I, I expected the night troopers to fucking, that's a little right here, but I, I thought perhaps they would be a little different. A little bit more savage because they survived this entire time? Perhaps, or there's all of this conjecture about about them. Um, And maybe, you know, I'm doing a little bit too much of expecting, but I thought maybe they would be a little bit different. Essentially, the show is giving us the information um, as they want us to have it. And I was entertained. Very entertained. Very entertained by everything that was going on. Uh, I think I see the thorniness of Thrawn. And I'm accepting the thorniness of Thrawn. I think we'll only ratchet up from uh, from here, from now. Uh, I think that in episode eight, we're probably going to get a lot more of the s- answers to the questions that we want. Uh, but you know, for now, we're 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 coasting along. As a penultimate, they didn't try to do too much, but this episode did push the story forward a lot. It did. How mad would you be if you were one of the night troopers that like sees a ship has finally come to rescue you? And then you have to turn around and they're like, yo, uh, go fucking fight these Jedi. I would have just hid until the ship is just leaving. Cause Honestly, I feel like they're so in the pocket for Thrawn, they would die willingly. Under a spell of some sort. By the way, this... Ooh, oh, maybe they're all just witch dust. Could be. This episode looked fantastic. It looked yes. great. Enoch popping up. Holograms everywhere. We're in the Star Wars, guys. This is some Star Wars icons. My Nadi were out there, not one casualty. I'm telling you, if they would have killed one of my Nadi, I'd have been fucking pissed off. Okay. Yeah, that would have sucked. To me, those are a bunch of little Bozemans out there. And if they would have killed one of them, I'd have been fucking pissed. All right. Joan, you're quiet. What do you got? What do you got about Thrawn, bro? Yeah, like I said, I like Thrawn. I think. The, what's interesting is next week is, I mean, we're in for a, a lot to happen. You know, again, you don't want to write the show, but, you know, we got to find out what's up with Balin. You know, Thrawn, Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sabine have to get off the off this planet and into the our old galaxy, right? There is a lot to wrap up, in, but I think that we're, I trust Dave to give us, you know, a an ending we can live with, an ending we can come home to and be like, all right, cool. You know, it's all it's all copacetic. We're setting up, you know, how many spinoffs, movies, whatever we got to do. But at the end of the day, I think we're we're in for something. But like I said at the beginning, I think the one thing that this episode missed was more Balin stuff. Like I kind of wish he would like you know told Ahsoka what it was exactly what it was. But, let us in on the plane a little bit. Yeah, let us in on you know give us a little nugget because I really like like I said last week I really love that stuff like him. Go in and be like, we got to stop the cycle of the Jedi and, you know, the the Empire and all this stuff keeps happening. I was like, okay, I'm locked in. What you trying to do, my boy? And so we didn't get any of that this week, which is kind of disappointing. But hopefully next week we get a whole thing. And yeah, I, I, I really can't wait for that. I hope it's big. And 
again, like Ray Stevenson's awesome. And it, you know, rest in peace to him because he really did some with Balin Skull, man. Like he really, really, really nailed this role. So can't wait to see what happens next week with him. Absolutely. Um, generally want to talk about one thing before we get out of here. The action in Ahsoka. Got a couple of different lightsaber fights here. Actually, just one lightsaber fight, then more lightsaber action. How do we like the action in the episode? I really like the episode, but at times, the lightsaber fight between Ahsoka and Balin did feel a little stiff. It felt a little, we are saving the big bucks and the big, like, I see. dually yeah. stuff for the finale, mm-hmm. which was just... I was less pissed off about it because I just knew what it was immediately. Once they started fighting, I'm like, all right, y'all not being serious right now. Same thing with even, I will say, Balin <clears throat> is a very bad teacher because he's essentially like, hey, uh, Shin, just go out there, fuck shit up, don't want it too hard, and you'll be fine. And I'm just wondering, what is Shin's deal? Because... She's got a lot in her, on her mind, okay? Okay, first of all, let's get this. We got to talk about this. Steve is in the pocket of house hottie, bro. Oh, absolutely, okay? I am. Steve absolutely. Is, Unapologetic. is a stan. Shin can't yes. do any wrong in his mind, so you, mm. can't, you can't talk to absolutely him. Absolutely correct. About Shin him. does he's, it for you, Steve? You like that? He's locked in. That's what you I'm like? I'm locked in. All right? House hottie all, and, and all their prospects. Yes. What is it about her that, that flips your lid? Is it the Aryan style here? I think it's the braid. Is it the braid? It is. The, yeah, it's the braid. braid. It's it, it's the death stare. Thousand miles death stare. You know, it's pretty good. Kind of ladies, she has you intense like, eyes. Very you, intense. You eyes. you, you want to be? Would you? So like, what's the what's the situation? What's the fantasy? Is the fantasy that you're the master and she's the Padawan? No, no <laughs> fantasy. It's just more of a of a distant admiration. I don't think you can do that. I Why, think. A distant admiration sounds very creepy, Steve. That's yeah, stalker shit. Oh, really? Yeah, like like the camera on Harrison Dula when you were distantly admiring her in the Senate floor? Come on. So Let's what, not I, do this. what I'm not saying, do this. what I'm saying is, by the way, the, the Master Padawan thing doesn't really work because it's there's a whole age R. Kelly Jedi thing. But like what 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 what, what, what I'm saying what are we what, getting what, at he- what I'm saying, you hold on, wait, wait for a second. See, this is the problem. You like her. Don't you like her? Nobody else was. We were talking about her as a character. You like her. What is it about her that you that you like so much? Is it the the hair? Is it like what is it? It's Tell that whole Joan of Arc vibe. I dig it. Oh, that's see what I'm saying? I get that. I understand that the whole Joan of Arc situation. Remember Mila Jojovich in the Messenger? You know she's Joan of Arc. She's she's. she's oh, yeah, that's a cool movie. It's a great movie, right? She's like she's a, she's she's all punk rock but at the same time she's dedicated she's gotta get it she's gotta do it and she does the whole thing with wisps of hair you like wisps of hair don't you Steve wisps when it's wispy okay whatever you know you don't want to talk about it here's the thing you guys are afraid to open up the three of you guys. I think we open up just Wait, enough. Wait, why don't I get into this? Why don't I get fucking thrown look, in front look, of the fucking bars? Look, I, I look at stuff and I think that stuff went down. It looks like it looks, you know, we have crushes. I'll tell you straight up. I wasn't prepared for the brown pants. It, 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 it was different. You, you know it what I mean? It was different. It was different. But I can still be respectful. 
I can be res- I can be respectful in in admiring someone. Anyway, um, are you right. being respectful from a distance, like Steve? Yes, a distant admiration. A distant admiration, like through the window, ten or fifteen feet away, <laughs> nine forty-five at night. Oh, you know what I mean? You call somebody on Steve. Hey, there's some guy outside. He's got glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Here's the thing about Shin as a character. I think I th- and I, I think I've said this before, but I think Shin is really like I think they're gonna come to some agreement with our squad to be like, look, you know, you know, I didn't kill you that one time. Remember, and Balin's not here, and the throne and the Night Sisters are not even they're not really messing with you. you know what I'm saying, but we got you. You know, what I mean, you come with us. We're gonna protect you. We're gonna keep you safe. And maybe that's just like an uneasy alliance. That maybe they get into that maybe blocks. So she's Trader Joe's Ventress, essentially. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Could be. she seemed. There was something weird between them in this episode. By the way, I just I want to call out that something in this episode that get, did give me the feels early on was the real Empire Strikes Backness of having to navigate the minefield and then hide out in the oh. debris. No, yeah, even man. even the line, if we stay out here any longer, we're going to get pulverized. I'm like, I see you, Dave. You're bringing <laughs> us back. You're doing that thing. I, I see you, Dave. Uh, but there's something between Shin and Balin, and I think it's one of the more underrated aspects of the show. There seems to be, as the show has gone on, a fraying of the trust between these two characters. We first started off, it seemed as if they were of one mind. Uh, one moved one way, the other moved another way. They were completely in simpatico. As things have gone on, there hasn't been any one huge blow up, but they've done a good job at just pulling them apart to the point in this episode, he says that he's finished with her training. He essentially lets her go. Right. And and this is was a that was a very interesting development to me because a lot of people um had conjectured about what their relationship was. There are a lot of people that thought maybe she was his daughter, where he got her, how they met, the whole nine, their backstory is uh between each other is unknown. But it seems like they're less on the same page as we move along to the point to now he seems to be off on his own mission and sent her off on hers. Super duper interesting to me and the type of stuff that keeps you interested in a show. Obviously, you want to know all this other stuff, but that's one of the things that keeps you interested in the show all the way through the finale. Any predictions for the finale? Yeah, everybody goes home happily ever after. We all go back to our original galaxy. We're like, man, that was fun. That a blast. Probably get a nice shot of Zeb. Just a nice five second him training. I love where they were like, hey, you know, yeah, and and Zeb, the CGI character, he's off training people. (laughs) I was like, damn, reset the clock. They mentioned Zeb. Anybody else have anything real that they want to say about the predictions? I mean, you guys are bullshitters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) you can't be like, does anybody have predictions? And then be like, don't write this show. Look at the showrunners. Like, I'm not. Can I, can I, can I? Make a goddamn distinction. All right, you son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Can I make a distinction here? Make your distinction. Right, make it. This is the distinction. Not writing the show is talk about talking about something that happened that you should you think should have happened differently. All right. 
predicting the show. We all do that. We all theorize. You motherfucker, you. I can't believe you've turned. Theorizing is you're fucking writing the show? Because then what we do is we come in here next week and we're like, well, we theorize that. See, writing the show is, hey, they did this way. This is what they should have done. Blah, 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 blah. That's writing your own show. Theorizing about what they wrote is totally different. You know what you don't do, Charles? You don't come at me like that. You've been coming at people all night long with your different smug attitude and what are we doing here? You've been coming at people. Don't come at me like that. Sorry for uh, my smug. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen next week. Okay. okay. Sucker's going to be like, yo, Sabine, you kind of left me back there. That was kind of messed up. But here I am. Let's get out of here. Everyone's going to be like, great. How do we get out of here? That's so I'm going to look at Sabine and be like, listen, so what happened was I had to I had to get Thrawn, you know what I'm saying? And apparently Thrawn's about to leave, so we got to get on his ship and go ride with him. Ahsoka and Ezra are going to be real happy about that. But at the end of the day, they do have to get out of here. And that's like the whole episode. Boom. You don't have to watch next week. I, real I quick, did it. this isn't about what's happening next week, but I felt a way about how the Purgles were done. Because the Purgles were nice and transported them. And Huang, once they're fucking hitting the fucking minefield, he's yeah. like, at least the Purgles are giving us cover. I'm like, yo, they're in pain, bruh. What are we doing? And as soon as that was said, the Purgles Flip. was like, fuck y'all fuck niggas. That's how you feel? That's y'all how you feel? easy. Because <laughs> really, that to be good. honest with you, that's how you know Ahsoka Black, right? <laughs> She hitched a ride across the galaxy with these people, not telling them that it was smoke on the other end. Yep. That's the type of shit that your homies do to you. Hey, man, like, take me over here real quick. I'm like, okay, cool. As soon as we get out the car, your boy like, yo, nigga, what's up? And you like, hey, dog, what the fuck? And you, and you you're like, you're like, oh, you're like, what? He's like, yo, what's poppin'? Hey, Van, come on, bro, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, bro, dog, I got basketball practice. I didn't come over for. I didn't come over here for this. That's exactly what they did to the Purgle. They didn't tell think, them. They didn't it, tell the Purgle. I don't think she knew. But they it's did. worse because that's Ezra, That's Ezra's man. You know what I'm saying? Like Ezra got the connection with the Purgles. So they were just like Ahsoka. You want like you one of the friends? Of course, you a homie. We'll help you out. Now next time Ezra goes to the Purgle, he's like, yo, we're not helping you. We're not helping any more fucking Jedi. Y'all are fucking liars. They fucked All up. The, per- the Purgle have been used and abused in this situation. And their <laughs> autonomy has not been considered. They have brought people to other places. All they do is war. All they do is war around. The Purgle just... The Purgle are like the hippies of space. Go from place <laughs> to place, chilling, riding all over. And they get hit with minds who y'all don't even care. I feel you, bro. <laughs> And, and and then and then she goes, look, uh, now they're leaving. As if she wanted them to stay and be crash test dummies getting hit with mines from Thrawn. Thrawn's not an animal lover. Oh, I was going to say my last question prediction for y'all. I'm not wishing for this, but the Leia stuff made me wonder how many more of these can we do before we start asking where the fuck is Luke and Leia's training to be a Jedi at this time? So I'm getting, I'm like, where are these? Like, it is getting to the point. I'm starting to wonder, like, we got the strongest Jedi out here and he's just not doing shit. 
Octane hates being a principal right now. You know, he being oh, yeah. a, and and Leia yeah. is canonically training right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that is uh, true. This would be great I training. I didn't for think Leia. about Rise you know of Skywalker, but that is true. She yeah, is training right the, now. They in the gym. You feel me? Doing you got two Skywalkers out here, best Force users in the fucking galaxy, and they not helping out. They they can't chip in. See what's gonna happen. See, and you, and what, you, what you did is see because Dave is listening to this right now. He's like, "Yo, you kind of right." And so when we get to the movie in a couple of years, there's gonna be a point where it all looks it all looks grim, it all looks bad, and then the fucking uh, Millennium Falcon is gonna drop out of hyperspace. <laughs> it's gonna be Luke, Leia, and Han, and, and fucking Chewie, and they're gonna come save the day. You just you just wrote the movie, man. You get, get go get your check. Your checks in the mail. They still gotta have the nigga from Hail Caesar come back. What's his name? Allen Onright. Allen Onright, yeah. They like they gotta let him come well, back. Well, what would y'all do in the back. movie if everybody they just they didn't tell us anything and then they just changed all the actors? Luke, Leia, fucking Alden is back. I'm good with it. Wait, wait, hold on. What if they come back as Lucas played by like Lakeith Stanfield? That would be like, so hilarious, bro. Why do we always why do you default to Lakeith Stanfield for like every other <laughs> casting decision? Yeah, hey, that that's 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 funny to me. See, that's the type of shit I like. See, I could never run one of these big studios because that's that's <laughs> you the just type put Lakeith in everything, bro. No, bro, because like let's say that like some kind of way, let's say that some kind of way I was the owner of Disney. I would I couldn't do it seriously, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 so it Iger be, picks Iger picks you. It, it, I'm having I, I'm Iger, having Leia play Christian. I'm having Christian Wig play Leia. I play you know Krishan I mean? Rock, bro. Krishan Rock. <laughs> Krishan Rock as Leia. Krishan Rock, bro. That goes fucking hard, dog. <laughs> and it, I just, just see what people do. Or I always thought that, like, I would like to send a movie to theaters, but, like, every 200th reel of the movie that gets sent out do some, like, wacky shit. Like, oh, it's like the ending of Clue? Yeah, like, every 300th reel that gets sent out just like in the middle of the movie, like fuck with people and do right. some crazy ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. like have a main character get their head blown off and go, aha, we just Wait, fucking can, with y'all. Can I, like go if back I got to the movie. a job at Vans Walt Disney, this is what I would pitch. You should, we should just make new Star Wars sequels, right? Do whatever, whatever story. But every 100th movie, all the characters should just be black. And we don't tell anybody. So it's just, just like you have them. a bunch of like white people being like, bruh, I saw black Star Wars. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? These people aren't black. It would be so even astronomically great. Even make the Ewoks black. Make them the black walks, <laughs> right? And they, and, the they just, and they just... There's a bunch of tiny black chrysanthemums. <laughs> like they, they just... <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> what did you say, Steve? <laughs> Tiny black, cr- black for what, nigga? Black Chrysanthemum. <laughs> yeah, you okay. mean the the black Wookie? Yeah, yeah the black, you want I, the Ewoks? Know, the black I Ewoks that look like the black Wookie? I Wookiee? know who he's talking about. I'm just, <laughs> be careful over there. You got a little bit too familiar. He said the word so fast, I had to like stop and be like, yeah. "All right, we're cool." A we're bunch cool. of because think about it. A bunch of black. That's where it's. That's where it's. A bunch wow. of black. I hit the B a little too hard. Is a that a bunch of black, bro? Oh, I, I'll man. tell you, bro. Is well, people don't understand. We joke because we love you guys. Just want to let you guys know. I just have to say it again. We love Steve, and Steve is literally. I told Steve before this. Steve, Steve, what did I tell you before we got on here? 
that I'm that I'm your friend. That you're my friend. He's not just my coworker. He's my friend. That's my friend. I love Steve. But having said that, <laughs> it, it is funny just how certain things get heard. Like I've just heard it before. Like even sometimes we've talked about this. Even sometimes when white people say the blacks, like blacks do this, like what the fuck? I don't know who says Black. that. They say it sometimes. Oh, blacks. They say it. They say it. Yes. They're like, you know, and what you have to understand is, is blacks want health care. Don't you tell me what blacks <laughs> want, nigga. Well, we ain't no blacks. I'm a human. Anyway, black e How do we get here? Walks. We need to end this. I have blackness. no fucking clue. It's over. It's late. <laughs> hey, it's not even as late as it is for Charles. All right, look. You guys, we are one episode away from the end of Ahsoka, and it's been a wild ride. Let's see how the show finishes up next week. And just to let you guys know, we got more stuff coming. You have to follow us on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Joe me the mouth man a dinner on. Jeez. Joe me the mouth man. And and you guys, when you say Joe me the mouth man, it's not M-O-U-T-H. It's M-O-U-F. That mouth. Joe me the mouth man. This Friday, uh, the Mint people are back. They return with their Gen V premiere thoughts. You guys have seen any of Gen V? Yes. Enjoying it? I've enjoyed it. Yes. He's enjoyed it. House of R will be giving you their deep dive on Ahsoka. Uh, You guys, the deep dives over at House of R have been fantastic. I mean, literally. The deep dives on House of R are always fantastic, but the deep dives on Ahsoka have been particularly entertaining. Like, I'm sitting down and Kalika's like, are you still listening to the same podcast? I'm like, yeah, and it gets better every fucking second, nigga. And then she she looks at me and she goes, nigga. And then I go, I'm sorry, baby. And I get up and go do some housework. Um, Loki is on the way. Be on the, be on the lookout for that. Our instant reactions will be coming soon. Our producer is Steve, the architect, Almond. On social, show me the mouth man a dinner on. Additional production from Arjuna Ramkapal. Chuck Wagon, take us out. Jomi is now the mouth man on this show. We can never relax. And as long as Steve is here, we will always get to know about the blacks. War criminals, excuse me, war criminals. <laughs> no, not war oh, criminals. Oh, boys, what's your YouTube algorithm like right now? <laughs> Bruh, I, I can look it up. You guys want to, let's see what YouTube is telling me right now to watch. Dude, war criminals. <laughs> oh, oh, He's on war criminal YouTube? Oh, boy. No, I don't have like war, like literally, if I go to my YouTube right now, and I just go to recommend it, this shit is crazy. It's LSU videos, boxing videos, right. Malcolm X, white liberals versus white <laughs> conservatives. Jeez. <laughs> Boy, Native Native American history, okay. okay. Uh, the stupendous wave, which is the Star Wars channel. Yeah, LSU and Old Miss preview and prediction. Mm. Um, how anxiety leads to greatness. Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> these are the videos. Wow, do you just let the autoplay run for all Bruh, of these? Sometimes I do. The full story of Bane, Darth Bane. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, How know, long is that video? This video is two hours and 30 Jesus minutes. Christ. What? <laughs> From Star Wars Central. The Joel Klatt Show, college football. And the last, one I, the last one I'll read, the true story of Lex Luger's failed WWE mega push. <laughs> I actually don't know why that one. And, and one video that says, Vaccine mRNA contaminates oh breast milk. Oh my God! All right, uh, all right. Nice. Yes. That's that's when you gotta like yeah. say, no, interested. I, thumbs I, down that. No, but I watch videos about all types of different stuff, and I guess they they think that I should know about the. Vac- what are your thoughts vaccine. on vaccination right now, Ben? Thoughts on vaccination is go get your shit if that's what you want to do. All right, we've mm. we've seen enough to mm. not make this a societal issue anymore. Go get vaccinated. The science is fine. I'm not going to fucking talk to you about it anymore because I'm fucking exhausted. Okay. So, so, uh, 